Well, hey kids, this is The Preacher and the Piano Man, a fun podcast to help kids learn and pray the Bible with their parents. My name's Tyler. I'm the preacher. Oh, uh, hey, um, hey Tyler, uh, I thought we were gonna yeah. uh, putt for this to be another uh, week. Yeah. What, putt? Right, wait, Trevor, are, are you on a golf course right now? No, no, uh, I'm... I'm doing busy work uh, right now with my briefcase and papers. Uh, I am, I am, I really want to just drive home this point right now. I'm not watching, I'm not at the PGA Masters right now. I'm doing work things at work. Is that why you're whispering and I can clearly hear a golf audience in the background doing a golf clap right now? No, that's where I'm sitting in a meeting. That's why I'm talking quietly. They, they really liked one of the ideas that I just said, so they're they're golf clapping. Excuse me, sir. You're talking too loud at this golf tournament that is the PGA Masters that you are at right now. You're gonna have to leave. Do you do you all also call your meeting the PGA Masters meetings at your workplace? That's not a golf tournament. <sighs> all right. Well, you got me. I got. I got kicked out of uh, my work meeting for talking too loud. So thanks, Tyler. Mm. Uh, but you know what? Sorry. That gives me some time to podcast with you. That's good. Uh, and I like our podcast because every single time, every episode, you teach us some stories and I definitely ask some clarifying questions <laughs> every episode. Uh, but at the end of this episode, I do write a song um, that has to do with the lesson. That's right. And in today's episode, we are going to find out who it is that Jesus doesn't love, love, love because he loves me and he loves you and he loves Jonathan too and he loves you if you like string cheese or if you're allergic to bees or if you have to sneeze or if your hair's colored blonde or if your middle name's Sean or if your first name's Sean. Oh, he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. And heaven meets earth like a... Let's do it. Hit the theme, Sean. Put down those yummy goldfish. Cause guess what? We granted your wish. You get to hear from your bucket list. It's the preacher and the piano man. Fun and now go hand in hand. And this time it will be grand. It's the preacher. Well, our vocab phrase today, kids, is unconditional love. Unconditional love. Kids, can you say unconditional love? Conditional love. Unconditional shove. Uncondition hair conditioner. I love my hair conditioner. And unconditioned glove that isn't really broken in, that you need to break in a little bit. Um, I'm Commissioner Gordon, looking for the Batman. Okay, Commissioner Gordon, that was creative, kids. All right, no, that's that's wrong. Un- unconditional love is a characteristic of King Jesus. Um, and it means that Jesus loves you no matter what. So you remember when I said in the beginning that I was gonna tell you who it is that Jesus doesn't love? Well, that was a trick question, kids, because the answer is no one. His love is universal and unconditional, which means he loves you when you win, when you sin, when you grin, even when you phone it in, there's nothing you can do to make Jesus love you any more. And there's nothing you can do to make Jesus love you any less. Jesus just 
loves you. Even if you don't love him, Jesus loves you. Yeah, even if those kids at school hate you, Jesus loves you. Yeah, even if you're not good at math, Jesus loves you too. Yeah, even if you're in one of those fitness cults and you drink out of a shaker bottle all the time, Jesus loves you. Yeah, even if you're an adult and you still play Dungeons and Dragons, Jesus loves you. Yeah, even if you're one of those Gen Z kids who wears a Bass Pro Shop hat, but you never actually caught a bass before, Jesus still loves you. Even if you're the guy at the office who has his own coffee equipment at his desk and will only drink out of a ceramic mug, Jesus loves you. Yeah, even if you're from Indiana, Jesus loves you. Actually, my dad would disagree with that. Yeah, my dad literally just yelled unkind things at some people driving a Honda Fit who were doing that. Okay, kids, all right. Now, look, listen. While I share the same anger as your dad for those people driving the Honda Fit 10 miles per hour below the speed limit in the left lane, what are you thinking? I have to admit that Jesus even even loves him, too. And uh, that love is not just a characteristic of our King Jesus, but it's also an invitation to all of us from King Jesus into his kingdom. Look, until the day you die, no matter how far you feel from God, Jesus is inviting you into a loving relationship with him. And I hope you accept it because friends, that is good news. And don't you love good news, Trevor? We interrupt your birthday party with some breaking news. In a local Houston zoo, a 40-year-old elephant named Tess has been known to keep limber by doing yoga poses. This mother of four can be seen from time to time standing on its head, and that allows the zookeepers to make sure she is healthy all over. Zoo, more like cool. I've been Trevor Marshall, and that's good news. Okay. Man, beef jerky habit. It's really... Taking you down an interesting road in life, Trevor, but that that was pretty cool news. Okay, now, one of the best stories that I think that illustrate Jesus's unconditional love is the story of how Matthew gave his life to Jesus in the gospel of Matthew. In the book about Jesus that Matthew wrote, he actually included his own story of meeting Jesus. Now, before Matthew met Jesus, he was not a very nice person. He was a tax collector. Wherever you live, kids, the the government actually makes you pay to live there. Did you know that? Like you pay for the police officers, you pay for the schools, you pay for the roads and the traffic lights and all sorts of other stuff. Back in Jesus' day, in order to collect that money from the people, the Roman government would hire tax collectors. And back then, tax collectors were not loved. They were hated by everyone. I mean, first off, they were usually super greedy because they collected more money than the government told them to. So while their neighbors were like broke and poor and struggling to put food on the table, they were super rich. And if their neighbors didn't pay them their super greedy tax rates, the tax collectors would just call the police on them. Second though, tax collectors were considered by their neighbors to be traitors because they were Jewish people working for the Romans. And the Roman government had taken over the land of the Jewish people. And they were bossy and they were mean and they were inconsiderate. So when one of your neighbors 
leaves the community to go help the bad guys in power? Not cool, dude. Not cool at all. And this was Matthew. But in Matthew chapter nine, verse nine, it tells us that Jesus loved Matthew despite his greed and despite his betrayal. The Bible says that as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. And so Matthew got up and followed him. Now, the Bible makes it sound like so simple, no big deal, right? But I guarantee you that Jesus's other followers like Peter, James, John, those guys, they were not happy about Jesus inviting a tax collector in. And you know what? Kids, I need a little help here. Let's go back in time and you tell me, what do you think the disciples said when Jesus invited Matthew into the group? And did Jesus just ask that meanie-head Matthew to be a follower? This is the Apostle Peter, by the way. Hey, Apostle Peter, this is the Apostle John answering you back. You know, the Apostle who will later write the fourth gospel called John. Pretty good book, if I might say. Yeah. To answer your question, though, yeah, he did. Matthew's the worst. Yeah, this is the Apostle James, Apostle John and Peter, and... Matthew is probably worse than a kid who cuts in the lunch line. Yuck. (laughs) Yeah, this is the Apostle Andrew. And Matthew is worse than when they put mint in ice cream, like pretending like it's good. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's terrible. And also, this is the Apostle Philip, Andrew, and Matthew is worse than the guy who goes to B dubs with you, but but then he orders a salad. This is the Apostle James the Lesser. And Matthew is worse than the fact that the Bible nicknamed me James the Lesser. Well, this is the Apostle Thomas, and I, I doubt Matthew even cleans his toys up after himself when his mom asks him to. Yeah, this is the Apostle Peter again. Thanks, Thomas. Love our southern accents. And, uh, and anyone who leaves their toys all over every room of the house every day, even though their mom begs them to the point of tears to clean up before she loses her they're the worst, and that's Matthew. Okay, well, kids, that was uh, that was really creative. And, you know, kids out there in the audience, while it's not in the Bible, that is probably exactly how it happened. Maybe, but maybe not. Now, check this out. Even though no one expected Jesus to love and welcome Matthew, Jesus did. And he went above and beyond because that night, Jesus accepted an invitation to eat dinner at Matthew's house with him. And a bunch of other tax collectors and despicable sinners were there. And I bet the followers of Jesus were not excited about having to go to a party with a bunch of people like that. And we definitely know that the religious leaders were angry at Jesus for doing this. So angry that they went to the party and they confronted Jesus's disciples. And kids, you guys want to take this again? They probably sounded something like this. Well, yo there, Apostle Peter. It's Pharisee number one. And we're here at this party, and you can tell it's a party because there's cool dancing music right now in the background. This is a party for losers, though. Look at Jesus with all those sinners and tax collectors like Matthew. Why does your teacher eat with such scum? 
Yeah, I'm Pharisee number two, and I think tax collectors are the worst. They're even worse than my baby sister after she wakes up for a nap. Yeah, and this is Pharisee number four, by the way, if you're keeping track. They're worse than even the grandparents who give one of those drum sets to their grandchild for Christmas. Yep, this is Pharisee number six here. Pharisee number five had to use the restroom, and I just want to let you know that that tax collectors and despicable sinners are worse than people that don't know that Sleeping Beauty's real name is Aurora. Everyone knows that. Yeah, I'm Pharisee number eight. Pharisee number seven is here and wants to talk to you, but I skipped ahead, which still isn't worse than tax collectors. Yep, and this is uh, Pharisee, I uh, can't remember, maybe nine now? And and Fer- Pharisees are not worse, but tax collectors are worse than Mexican restaurants and we put one small cup of salsa in your bag when you order to go. Yeah, and I, I think I missed it out a little bit. I'm Pharisee number five, I just had to go... Uh, somewhere else for a second. Uh, I think that tax collectors are almost as bad as people who think that they read books just because they read the Harry Potter series once and that's it. Oh my goodness, they're the worst. This is Pharisee number nine and and I just wanted you to know that tax collectors are like kids who lead lids off the markers when they're done. Yeah, and I'm Pharisee number 12. Those people are worse than people who wear Crocs. Oh, the DJ's playing Cupid Shuffle. We gotta go. Everybody's got to go dance. It's Cupid Shuffle time. Okay, kids, thank you once again. You are, are incredibly creative. And kids out there in the audience, even though they didn't have cameras back then, if they did, that is probably exactly what was said 2,000 years ago in the ancient Near East before Crocs were even invented. Yeah, that's completely right. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that you guys said that too, because we definitely didn't write those speaking parts for both the disciples and the Pharisees just so we can air our grievances about the people that annoy us. Yeah, definitely not. We would never do stuff like that because we don't get annoyed by people. Now, here's what I love about Jesus though. While the Pharisees were trashing the people he was partying with, he heard them. And he made this epic statement, Matthew chapter nine, verse 11. It says, when the Pharisees saw that Jesus was eating with tax collectors and sinners, They asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? And when Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. For I have come to call not those who think they're righteous, but those who know they're sinners. Translation, kids, Jesus came to call sinners. Even though it seemed like no one else did, Jesus loved these people. Matthew 8 and 9 are two chapters you just have to read. Because Jesus loves and heals and hangs with all sorts of people that no one else would. He calls uneducated fishermen to be his disciples. He touches a man with leprosy. He helps a Roman soldier. He heals two crazy guys who lived in a graveyard and were tormented by evil spirits. He healed a guy whose body was paralyzed. He healed another guy who couldn't talk. He healed a lady who had been bleeding for 12 years. And he even healed a little girl who died. And this whole section is summarized when Matthew shows us Jesus' heart in Matthew 9, 35. It says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. And when he saw the crowds, here it is, kids, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. You see that, kids? Jesus' heart is full of compassion. That's love for the lost, 
the losers, and the left out. Unicorn in all the land. Oh, Queen Sparkle Shimmer Peepee Pop, you're back. Great. There's glitter everywhere again. We love that here. Yeah, it was such a great idea for us to introduce a new character last week when we were already struggling to keep up with all the current storylines of all the other characters. But we loved the wisdom you gave us about the kingdom last week. Can you give us any wisdom about Jesus's unconditional love? Trevor, Tyler, you have been quite mean to people on this podcast from Indiana. And I know many nice people from Indiana. There are at least five. Furthermore, Jesus loves everyone no matter what, even if they live in Indiana, even if they live in Ohio. So, I think you two should apologize. Goodbye now. <laughs> wow. Trevor, I'm feeling convicted. She has a point. <sighs> yeah. I, to be honest, I don't think I've ever thought about the fact that Jesus might actually love people from Indiana too. Yeah. Agreed. Thanks, Queen. You know, Indiana people, I'll be the first to say it. We are sorry for how we've talked about you on this podcast. Cat people, not sorry, but Indiana people, very sorry. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna put our money where our mouth is, Tyler. We're gonna each take a turn and say something we love about Indiana. How about you go first? Okay, I think that's a great idea. Well, first, um, the thing I love about Indiana people the most is, um, well, actually, uh, Trevor, once you go. <clears throat> oh, uh, putting me on the spot there. Um, oh, oh, I love uh, your Jones movies. The Indiana Jones movies, really good. Those are great. Um, I also love corn. Corn? Corn is good? Yep. Trains. A lot of trains there is what I hear. Uh-huh, yeah. And um, I love sunshine. Yeah. And Indiana yeah. has sunshine. Mm. Yeah, and you know what? You could stand on one part of the state and see the whole rest of it because of how flat it is. It's pretty great, pretty special. That's right. Maybe the thing, actually, and this, I'm really getting the hang of this. The thing yeah. I love the most about Indiana is that it's next to Kentucky. That's right. You and can see Kentucky from Indiana. You never know how much you love something until you're away from the thing you love. So That's right. Thank you, Indiana. We're doing really good at this, Tyler. Indiana, we love you. You know, Thanks for listening to the pod. We know you're out there. Why don't you go to the Apple Podcast app and give us a five-star rating because it'll really help us reach more Indiana kids. All right. Well, on that note, Trev, you think you got an awesome song for us today? You betty spaghetti. All right, 30 seconds. Let me review the kids. Kids, thanks for listening. Your vocab phrase today was unconditional love. Jesus loves you no matter what. When you win, when you sin, when you grin, when you phone it in, Jesus loves you. There's nothing you can do to make Jesus love you anymore, and there's nothing you can do to make Jesus love you any less. He just loves you. Now, your memory verse today is Matthew 9, 12. We just read it. Jesus said, I have come to call not those who think they're righteous, but those who know they're sinners. 
What an important truth. Here's your prayer assignment today, kids. It's simple. I want you and your parents to do this prayer exercise. I want you to pick five people, okay, five. They can be kids, they can be adults. It doesn't matter to me. Um, But I want you to pick five people that are kind of like Matthew. Maybe they've done something to hurt you or hurt others. Maybe nobody treats them nice or, you know, people don't like them very much. Maybe they're sick, maybe they're sad. And I want you to pray for them right now. Pray that they would feel the love of Jesus in an unexpected way today. And who knows? Maybe they'll feel Jesus's love through you. Now, last thing, Trev, secret word number one for week two. The secret word is snap. Oh, snap it is. All right, Trev, let's hear the song. This is just a list of people that Jesus loves Even if you're from Indiana Even if you like to eat fruit on your pizza Even if you have no nose Even if your name is Lance Alberto Whether you prefer LeBron to Jordan No matter what part of the plane you were boarding favorite TV show's not Bluey Or you don't know Han Solo or Chewie Whether you can solve a Rubik's Cube or not Whether you allergic to some tater tots Even if the onions make you cry a lot Or you wanna be a waiter or an astronaut He's for you now, he's for you He loves you now, he loves you This is just a For you now, he's for you, he loves you now.